G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's get an update on the Australian push to legalise the recreational use of cannabis. On the weekend Sunday night program on Channel 7 this week, celebrity chef Pete Evans gave his account of the effectiveness of cannabis as a medicine. Well, our regular drugs commentator, Shane Varco, who leads the Dalgano Institute, has reservations about the messaging that's being delivered to Australians on the value of cannabis. Shane's back with us. Hello, Shane. Welcome back to 2020. Mate, how are you doing? Good to be back on the show. Shane, let's talk about the perceptions that people have about cannabis, Mm. because from what I glean, you're saying that even on a program like that, which was delivered on Sunday night, uh, the overblown perceptions uh, came to the fore about the effectiveness of cannabis as a medicine. What are your thoughts? Yeah, the concern we have is that, again, the old argument and the adage in the cultural space is that perception is reality. And, of course, when you create a, particularly using anecdotes and celebrities and emotion and media, it's a wonderful combination, then you keep driving the same message over and over with different flavours and you believe that you're somehow creating evidence-based data that's actually true. One of the difficulties with anecdotal evidence is that it's not been verified and it's not been validated by evidence-based scientific um, proving grounds. Now, one of the concerns we had, and we've always said this and we'll repeat it again, is that there has been uh, cannabis-based or cannabis-derived uh, therapeutic medicines on the marketplace through the public, uh, the PBS, Pharmaceutical Benefits Scheme, for about 20-plus years. And they, again, were derived from the cannabis plant and used for either the treatment of symptoms uh, of treatment of, can- of, of cancer and or the alleviation of some symptoms of other diseases. Uh, very, very small amount of uh, conditions, so not diseases. Now, there's no scientific validated evidence in the marketplace right now that there is any efficacious uh, treatments that cure anything with cannabis. That's absolutely crystal clear. The data on that is staggering. There are new medicines that have just come onto the marketplace that have been validated by FDA and TGA here in Australia, which is uh, produced by GW Pharma, which is Epidiolex, which is again a a cannabis-derived therapy the seizures of Dravet syndrome, epilepsy, one of the symptoms, one of the forms of epilepsy. So that that is on the marketplace. Again, is a TGA, thoroughly vetted, thoroughly tested, double-blind trialed, medically uh, tested product. Now, all these other uh, anecdotal evidences and different ideas and statements about, oh, I can do this, I can do that, these have not been validated and or tested. And the difficulty with cannabis, as we've said, it's an incredibly complex plant. There are over, you know, between 80 and 120 different cannabinoids in the plant. There are 400-plus compounds in it. Uh, the entourage effect, which we've talked about before, which means that to get some of the potential good benefits out of the cannabis plant, you have to bring some of the bad with bad elements of the plant with it, which creates other problems. So again, 
you may have some therapeutic property in the plant that may alleviate a symptom, but it may bring with it other elements that create other symptoms and long-term impacts, which we are now seeing through CBD um, uh, derivatives, CBN derivatives, as well as THC. And of course, the science around this is growing more and more and more to show that CBD is not all that it's cracked up to be. Well, certainly it's not, but more importantly, it's actually got very dangerous components to it, which the science is now bringing out, not anecdotes, not press releases from uh, so-called health food experts. This is a science. And so our real concern is that these programs, all they do is add to the propaganda machine, don't inform the public of what's actually true, good and right, and don't give the, the, uh, the consumer a proper insight into what may or may not be healthy for them. Isn't it interesting that when you use words like propaganda machine and we might label some of those programs that we see frequently on television as part of that, but there is a sense here, and I'll get your impression, Shane Varco, this idea of anecdotes versus evidence, well, unless you are in some ways specially qualified, it sometimes is hard to tell the difference. So do you think that the side that wants to decriminalise and legalise marijuana for recreational use is taking great advantage of the fact that people don't know and the anecdotes will be what they'll keep putting forward in order to push their case? Oh, Neil, exactly right. And again, like, like most of us, we tend to have what they call research bias you know evidence bias we tend to, to link on lock onto things that suit our particular paradigm and if we hear something often enough and loud enough and long enough and especially with some of the celebrity endorsements that go with it you know, people just go think oh well the, the idea that well this can't be all bad because they wouldn't let it on the airways would they well of course you know any thinking person knows that media doesn't particularly care about ethics too much uh, and we i'm looking at it in fact i'm looking right now at a, at a letter issued by the FDA in America, a warning letter to a significant uh, health food chain in in the US about their so-called health claims of CBD, which is the new big miracle, you know, so-called miracle uh, component of cannabis. And in, they've said point blank that the in this letter, which I, it's on our website, uh, on nobrainer.org.au, it's very, very clear that they're saying you cannot make these claims. They are completely unsubstantiated. In fact, you're on the verge of fraud, if not already fraudulent, and you need to take down these, these statements you're making about CBD. Now, this is the, the one particular component of cannabis, which is not the psychotropic, um, sorry, psychoactive component of, of cannabis, which is Delta, uh, Delta 9 um, tetra which is the, the component of cannabis that gets you um, stoned or high. But what we find now is with these CBD, even with these CBD formulations, THC uh, components are getting through as well. And of course, the claims about CBD it's in and of itself are not uh, been tested through evidence-based uh, research and evidence-based trials. So again, these claims continue to be pushed out there. Celebrities back, the media come in, there's money to be made, health food stores put them in their shops, and they're completely unsubstantiated claims. Uh, and arguably, and many of the claims are not only false, but they are misleading because the dangers of CBD and the long-term impacts of misuse of CBD are only starting to emerge now through the science. And that's disturbing because people are jumping at this. Is you know, this will help me relax. It'll help me with pain. It'll help me with this. And unfortunately, there's a lot of other aspects to this that well, not only is that not true, but it's actually going to cause harm moving forward. Now, that data is actually in the, just emerging in the marketplace now 
But as like all science, it's buried under a 440-character tweet that says it's all good. And that's unfortunately where the uh, the current pop culture is at the moment. It gets most of its evidence from Twitter and Facebook, not from the evidence-based journals that are out there. So, Shane, you're a drug and alcohol educator. Correct. What is the best evidence to argue against legalisation of marijuana? Is there a definitive research body which actually is arguing the way that you like to argue on this? Oh, look, I think one of the difficulties with uh, the the debate on this particular issue is that the fact that people are pushing for legalisation for all sorts of quite bizarre, some of them bizarre reasons, and some of the faux logic that's in play, um, unfortunately, they just keep popping up and they keep driving their agendas, and it's very few people that are doing it, but they use different vehicles. Unfortunately... Uh, science, most people out there who are rational and functional in the way they live uh, aren't going, oh, we want to, we have to set up a, a massive one-page campaign to stop uh, stop this because we, we honestly believe people aren't going to be that foolish, but unfortunately they are. So is there one body that does this? No, but do you look at any of the major journals that are out there? In fact, on our website, we, we harvest from all the major, uh, well, the majority of the major journals out there that are writing evidence-based uh, articles and evidence-based research, presenting evidence-based research in the literature from most of the journal, big journals out there. We actually harvest and glean from them and post them on our website. So Cannabis Conundrum, which is on our Delgano website, um, and Cannabis Medicine, question mark, which are on the delgano.org.au websites, uh, give you volumes and volumes of evidence even there. And that's only a fraction of the 47-plus thousand evidence-based documents that are out there about the inherent familiar, familial, psychological, environmental, physical harms of cannabis. Um, and that's one of the reasons, it, well, that's the reason it is, it is still scheduled as an illegal drug because there are very few therapeutic benefits for cannabis and a great deal of harms. And uh, those harms that tend to be written off by comparison to other drugs like methamphetamine or heroin as seemingly less because they won't kill you first time out. But cannabis does kill, as we, you'll see on our website, as does smoking does kill. Tobacco kills as well. So the idea that cannabis is not dangerous is, is seen to be downplayed and therefore it's a relatively harmless substance, which couldn't be further from the truth. And again, the evidence is overwhelming on this, Neil. But again, people don't read evidence. They read 140-character tweets and they read glossy uh, articles and online publications by so-called uh, health organisations, which have no need to, if they they talk about the product as a supplement, they don't need to actually back it up with evidence. So again, we've got these uh, holes in the marketplace that are being filled by cash-chasing propagandists. And unfortunately, we're going to be paying a price for this moving forward if we not, not regulate this more quickly and more thoroughly than we are now. Okay, so 47,000 research documents right. say it is bad. Uh, all right, got that's serious issues with it. Yes, absolutely. Serious issues. Uh, let me ask you about one of the key arguments uh, that people use, and that is around this issue of chronic pain and uh, yes. people who say they use marijuana to be able to alleviate that chronic pain. Uh, what's your insight there? Because as I understand it, uh, in some sense, uh, people use that as an excuse uh, to use marijuana recreationally. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, again, that's an interesting one because the, the that uh, those anecdotes have been pushing uh, research because people say, okay, well, people are coming out with these anecdotal evidences. This does help with pain. 
Now, they've actually, it was touted that marijuana was going to be the great uh, answer to the opioid crisis. We're going to switch uh, from pain medication from opioids to cannabis, and the opioid crisis would end. Now, there's been a number of research uh, by credible uh, journals and, and research organisations uh, in America and overseas and other places, and they've all come out saying, well, in fact, no, it's not only is it not, and this is what initially said, oh, it's not an answer to it because we're not seeing a real change in that, but now they're saying with, with some of the evidence coming out that using cannabis actually precipitates ongoing sustained opioid use. This is not an opinion. This is what the science is telling us. The difficulty with anecdotal stuff, and particularly from a placebo, placebo perspective, what they find from, again, trials that we're looking at is that placebo impact is almost as good as cannabis anecdotes. So people that were on a placebo that they believe was CBD or, or a CBD derivative or a CBD or CBDV or whatever particular cannabinoid they were engaged with, was, uh, believe, they believed it to be uh, as, not quite as efficacious, but as efficacious as other pain meds to service their needs. But it was placebo. So now we've got the placebo effect in play where people are believing that this is actually helping them with their pain, which you know, it may be great on a perceived level, but the difficulty with this substance, Neil, is that it has other impacts on the, gen on the epigenome and other aspects on the cellular level, which is coming out in the science now, which we are, we're, we're tracking. So it's disturbing that you know, I might have a perceived felt need met, but I'm doing long-term harm to my cellular structures or my aging process or my, my genome. And it's really disturbing to think that uh, we're actually uh, touting this as this great new, uh, which has been done for 130 years, by the way, Neil. We, this is not new claims from cannabis. We've been here before, as we've spoken at previously. But the difficulty with this is that we've now got this, this uh, propaganda machine, which is pushing it harder. And anecdotal evidence continues to be a driver for that. But the science, that people are saying, OK, let's look at this. Let's look at these wonderful claims. And they're saying, well, these claims aren't true. Science is telling us that, in fact, opioid use for those who continue to use cannabis is increasing or staying the same. So now we've got two lots of substances being used and to the detriment of the, of the, the person using them. So, again, these are not our opinions, Neil. This is what the science is saying. And, again, we're tracking this and we're putting up the, the relevant arguments on our website on a regular basis so people can follow the journals, not... A, not a particular a particular opinion of someone who that you might perceive as anti-drug, which is a, a nice label to give anyone who wants to stand up for a reason and good health, and they, they call you anti-drug. But in fact, we're saying, well, guys, why are you self-harming with this stuff? We need to be more careful about what we do with our own bodies, but particularly with the developing bodies of our kids. Well, Shane, in a propaganda environment, it is always good to talk to you and uh, to keep our feet on the ground and recognise that there is a huge body of evidence that says that marijuana is a very bad drug, detrimental not only to individuals but to potentially here whole generations. And I want to point people to the Dalgano Institute website where you'll find there's good information about the detail we're talking about and also the no-brainer website. So we have dalganoinstitute.org.au and nobrainer.org.au where you can inform yourself about these drug issues uh, from Shane Varco who leads the Dalgano Institute. Shane, thanks so much for keeping us up to date today on 2020. My pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having us. Thank <laughs> you.
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.